Hello, and welcome to the Rooted in Reliability podcast, your plant performance podcast, where we dive deeper into asset management techniques and know-how. I'm your host, James Kovacevic, and I will be your guide to achieving industry best practice. The Rooted in Reliability podcast is here to provide you with the insights to improve plant performance and deliver bottom line results to your organization. In case you missed the last episode, you can find the Rooted in Reliability podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on the reliability.fm network. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Now let's dive into today's topic. It's my pleasure to welcome back Roman Megala. Welcome back, Roman. Thank you very much, James. I'm glad to hear, be here. Excellent. So, Roman, in the past, we had you on to talk about machinery installation. All right. You know, yes. there's three elements we've talked about. Now, yes. the first one we talked about was integrity. Now, today, we're going to talk about strategy. But yes. before we get into that, you are a reliability engineer with Easy Laser. And prior right. to that, you've been involved with machinery installation, mechanical systems, alignment yes. for yes. a wide range of years and a variety of different industries. Although very brief, can you give us an uh, introduction to yourself? Yes, uh, I have been uh, working in the field for more than 20 years. Uh, I worked as a service manager, assembly manager, and commissioner, especially for gas compression systems. I worked with the steel production, I worked in the glass production, and I worked in uh, oil and gas, also as a commissioner. All right, excellent. So extensive experience around commissioning and installation of assets, which we know if we do yes. well, is going to prolong and reduce our cost, maintain and operate that asset over its life. Absolutely. Now, now as a summary, can you remind us of the three elements of machinery installation? Yes, the, the three elements of the machinery installation was the integrity, the second one was the strategy, and the third one was the planning. All right, excellent. Now, previously we talked about integrity. What is integrity? Uh, integrity, it's, um, the description says it's a, a practice of being honest and showing inconsistent and uncompromising adherence to strong moral and ethical values. Or the principles. So that's basically in the in the short description. It's that you are doing what you are saying you are doing. So uh, in my world, if you are following an instructions or if you are following a procedure, you stick to that. All right, excellent. So integrity is really sticking to the procedure, documenting what you found. If you find issues, Correct. getting them corrected before we move on. Yes, correct. All right, excellent. Now, what we really want to talk today is about strategy. So what is the strategy element? The strategy element, uh, it's a, a strategy itself. It's a high-level plan to achieve one or more goals under condition of uncertainty. And this is basically always... Um, uh, always very true when it comes to the commissioning, when it comes to the installation work, because um, the installation work, it's, um, it's a combination of different teams, different machinery, different environments, and basically what you need to do is make it work together. Okay. Right. So what does the strategy have to do with machinery installation? Well, 
the strategy for me it's uh, it's one of the key in the installation work because um, um, in the sense of the optimization of the work uh, the strategy will help you aligning the different teams with their respective different tasks uh, when you set up the strategy um, you will have a much better optimization of the incoming work. All right. So the strategy is really figuring out who's going to be doing what, when are they going to be doing it? What, what are the goals we have or timeline day for completion? You know, getting everyone all kind of organized, figure out how we're going to achieve that end goal of startup and commissioning. Yes. It, basically it's the strategy. It's not a planning. It's not exactly who is going to do, how he's going to do that. The strategy it's, where we have to decide how we are going to approach our installation work. Okay. So it's the approach. Are we going to Correct. use high, high level contractors versus yes. internal staff? Correct. Okay. All right. Excellent. Now, what should be included within that strategy? What type of information do we want to include? You know, what, what do we need yes. in here? Yes. In, in my years uh, in the field, I would say there are few... Uh, things they need to be included. Uh, for example, it is a uh, anticipation. It is a challenge. Decision taking, adaptation, and the learning. Those are the keys to planning the strategy. All right, excellent. Now, who owns that strategy for machinery installation? Is it the maintenance manager? Is it a commissioning engineer? Who owns that? Yeah, thank you. This is a very good question. <laughs> it's who owns the strategy for the machinery installation? Um, uh, I would say the strategy, it's uh, divided in different levels. Everyone who is involved in the installation work has part of the strategy. And it's being responsible for the strategy this their part of strategy so the strategy goes in my opinion it goes in different levels okay so what are these different levels then um since we have uh, different teams since we have different cultures since we have different languages and different installation of the machinery uh, we should combine all the levels from the installation technician who is going to start that uh, up to uh, the manager who is taking care of um, of the global strategy development. Okay. Now, within that strategy development, say at a global level, do we have standards within there? So, tolerances for rotating equipment and shaft alignment, or standards for torquing and you know grouting. And correct. That's all within the strategy piece. Yes, correct. And this strategy piece needs to be um, needs to be implemented in all the levels. So the 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 installation manager or the commissioner before it proceeds for the the current work needs to inform and involve everyone. This is a setting up a standard. It means that our installation, our operation here, our um, production, whatsoever, it's following this standard and this is going to be uh, the, the standard for everyone. 
All right, excellent. So they're gonna, that's gonna be the standard for everyone. So included in that with various levels, we'll have what the technician is gonna do on the plant floor. We're gonna have how the engineer designs that equipment. Correct. Or specifies that equipment, all the way up to how we make some decision-making around installing for the asset over its life, right? Yes, so, cor- correct. All right, excellent, excellent. Now, where does one get this strategy for machinery installation? Do they just pull a bunch of standards together and put them in a giant book? How do they? How do we develop this standard? Well, the the organization itself has a requirements for their machinery. Like, for example, uh, when you work for the oil and gas, they have. Uh, uh, their standards, they have uh, their codes, for example, for painting, etc. And this is something which needs to be followed by everyone. When when the project, it's um, it's, it's in the design stage. There, it's decide which kind of uh, code or which kind of standardization is going to be followed. This standardization, it's informing, it's this information, it's provided to all the suppliers. To follow, it means that basically, if you do not follow our standards, you, you cannot work with us. Okay, so basically, now, it's coming from the very beginning of the of the project, at least. All right, so very, very beginning of the project. Now, what about organizations who maybe aren't as mature in their installation and commissioning, and they have to develop a standard for their company? Do they yes. pull from various ISO or ANSI standards? Where how do they develop this? Um. That's a very hard question because uh, in I have been involved in cases where where no standards at all, and I've been involved in cases where extremely high standards for everything. Um, how to answer that? The the company policy needs to take their part of responsibility, saying this is the standard we want to use, or that is the standard we want to use. Then they need to collect the information. Uh, basically. For the product you produce or the services you provide, you should be able to 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 pull out the standard which satisfies that requirement. Because here we don't have to invent anything. We have standards. Yes, we have them. We have ANSI standards. We have ISO standards. We have the the standards for flatness. We have standards for lifting the weights we have standards for absolutely everything so it's not that hard we just need to follow those rules this podcast is brought to you by iridicio be sure to check out iridicio's ibl blended learning for maintenance and reliability professionals this smrp accredited project-based curriculum will take you through all aspects of a maintenance and reliability program and provides you with all the tools you need to generate a 30 times return on investment for your organization and a set of credentials from the University of Tennessee for you. You can find out more at ibltraining.com. Okay. So it's more of, for organizations that don't have the standards, it's figuring out which ones they want to use and communicating that out yes. to the appropriate individuals. Yes, correct. Uh, if you allow me, I make a comment. It's like you shouldn't expect from your supplier to come up with a standard. You should be able to provide the standard to them. Yes. I agree. Now, you mentioned in the past you've been involved with projects that have had no standards and projects that have very high standards. Correct. Out of curiosity, which ones were more difficult? The, the one which doesn't have any standards. Why? If it doesn't have a standard, can't we just install it however we want and 
Yes, Move that's on. the problem. Exactly. And that is the problem. That is the problem because if we do not pull the same string, we will go all the same different ways and, and that will make the things completely difficult. So if you don't have a standard for the machinery installation, if you do not have a proper alignment standard, you will just you will just not complete the machinery installation and that's that's the worst case it can happen yep all right excellent now assuming we have these standards how does the technician actually use the strategy on the shop floor does the strategy go through planning first then it reaches the technician or is the technician influencing that strategy directly well this is a this is also a very good question um how to how to do that yeah uh, basically when you work with a very high standard organization when you work for oil and gas you are basically informed from the very beginning which kind of standard you should follow and you are not allowed to step out of it that will break the contract right uh, so um I don't know how to answer James that. <laughs> so can you ask me again, please? Yeah. So the question I had was how do the technicians on the floor actually use that strategy? So I have an idea on what I think how that's going to work, but curious yeah. to see how you, you think they influence that strategy directly. Yeah. Uh, what I found out in the real life uh, out of high standards organization was that it's expected from the technician to come up with the strategy and to come up with the solution and to come up with the standard. And that's not always the best decision because uh, not everyone is properly educated in the machinery installation. When you speak to a guy who is installing the simple pump um, on a pump station where they are pulling uh, cold water from the tanks, it's not the same when you speak to a guy who is installing turbines or the compressors. Um, yep. They are different educations and, and you shouldn't expect from these people to, to, to know exactly what they have to perform. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think too, one of the things that, you know, the technician should be doing is as they learn from the ins installation, they yeah. should feed back to the person who owns those standards that builds those strategies Correct. so we can update and learn from that in the future. I think Correct. that that feedback loop is very, very important from an installation standpoint. Maybe oh, yeah. this grout wasn't the right grout or wasn't very easy to work with, but this other stuff we've used in the past is great. So why don't we standardize on that? Correct. Basic stuff like that makes a big difference in how quick and easy and well some of this stuff is performed. Yes, absolutely. And it amazed me when, when, when I, when I see that the company doesn't doesn't do that, and you know, people it's moving, people is changing the jobs, and 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 suddenly you have a guy who doesn't know how to install that, but he still does because he changed some bolts on something else. This is this is this is really crazy. Yes, absolutely. So you know, I think the technicians, you know. If we don't have those standards, they may help develop them, but they definitely need the feedback and make sure that we're doing the right thing moving forward. Yes, absolutely. Where do we get these standards from? 
I know there's hundreds of ISO standards, hundreds of ANSI standards. How do we pick the right ones for our organization? Because we also have API. We have all these yes. other groups out there. How do we pick what the right standards to build our strategy? Yeah, like basically uh, it all depends on you rotating equipment. If you have high speed equipment, you have different standards than when you have low speed equipment. If you work with the, in the hazardous area, it's completely different than if you work on the water treatment plant. Uh, so we should focus on our technical equipment first and see what do we work with and adapt some of the standards we believe they are uh, correct. So for example, uh, if you are compressing the gas, um, you, you should be able to, to, to work with the standard for petrochemical industry. So the APIs then with, with petrochemical? Yes, for example. Okay, excellent. Correct. Now, are there any standards out there that you've seen that are, you know, some of the best, the all-encompassing, the, the better standards out there to use? Are there any that, you, that come to mind? Uh, you know what, James? Um, I was raised with the API 686, and I met a lot of people around the world on the, on the installation processes and, uh, and on the commissioning, and uh, they work. It's like kind of, they are recommended practices. It's not like you have to do it this way, but it's a recommendation to do it this way. And they are very well written and all necessary information is placed there. So I would actually recommend to start with API 686. All right, excellent. I will make sure to put a link to that in the show notes so people Thank can you. quickly find it. Thank now. You. If we use that as a baseline or our beginning point in time, what else do we got to do for this strategy? Do we just reference that document or do we go put linkages to these standards in our maintenance processes, our engineering processes and those types of things as well? Mm. You know, this, um, when we talk about all the steps, engineering, when we talk about the design, when we talk about the procurement, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of people and it's a lot of equipment to combine all the information together to, 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 to not make any mistakes. It's very complex thing. So in my opinion, the strategy needs to be constantly reviewed. That's why I, I talk about the anticipation, about the challenge, about the decision-taking, adaptation, learning, all those kind of things, because it's constantly changing. Yep. All right. Excellent. Now, what is the one thing you think makes the biggest difference in being successful with the strategy part of machinery installation? Is it that constant review? Is it something else? What's the biggest thing that makes a difference? Yeah, I would say it's a, a constant review and it's a challenge. You should be able to challenge everyone. You should be able to challenge the organization you work for. You should be challenging the suppliers their delivery dates, uh, you should be challenging everything because they are, in their answers, they lay, they lay the hidden, the hidden uh, solutions for this right. constant adaptation. All right, so we want to challenge, we want to learn more, continue to improve. Yes, All right. yes. Excellent. correct. Now, what is the one action you want our listeners to take away from the conversation on the strategy part of machinery installation? 
you know, um, there is there is a one word which I I want them to take away, and it's the same word we mentioned when we spoke about the uh, integrity, and that's the word of assumption. Do not assume, measure and calculate, because the assumption it's something which is killing the the the, the workflow, the work progress. When we assume we are going to get delivered our equipment where we assume it's going to be on that date. And we assume the foundation is flat. Yeah. No, we have to measure, yeah. not to Me- assume. Yeah, measure, don't assume. Yes. Excellent. All right. Well, Roman, where can people find out more about you, machinery installation, easy laser? Where can we find out about all these great things? Well, basically, uh, I am... Uh, I am uh, easily I am, am easily to be reached at the, uh, our web page easy easylaser.bbb easy la- sorry www.easylaser.com uh, I am also easy to be reached at the LinkedIn so the people can uh, on the social media can find me on the LinkedIn uh, and also some articles on the in the magazine Main World and of course uh, as soon as this over to to be able to participate on the PMAG main train and uh, other conferences. All right. Excellent. Interesting. Excellent. Well, I will make sure to put links to all these in the show notes. Thank you. Before we go, do you have any resources you want to share with our listeners around machinery installation and more so around the strategy portion of it? Yeah. You see, this is this um, strategy thing for the, for the machinery installation. Uh, this is a, I didn't get that from any book. Those are the long flights to to Singapore. Those are the long flights <laughs> to US. When you sit down, when you write, when you learn. Uh, I've been a month for commissioning in Singapore, and on my way back, uh, I had a flight. It was almost a thirty hours, so it was a lot of writing. It was a lot of thoughts. What was wrong? What went wrong? What went good? Just basically, yeah, <laughs> a lot of things together. A lot yeah. of ideas together, sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of experience that goes behind machinery installation, especially developing the strategy piece to making sure it goes off well, goes yes. off correctly. Yes, correct. And and uh, more you do, better better you get. So the the experience will 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 bring you a little more cleanness in the perspective when you see the things because it's like a driving the car. The day when you start driving the car. You are just so focused on the road and you try to read everything. You try to see everything. And that stressed you a lot. Once you learn to drive the car, you are able to think. You are able to speak. You are able to do other things and still see the road. Yep. So this is, this is I would say, the same thing when you do the machinery installation. When you learn to do it properly, when you learn how to follow the standards when you pick up the standard and, and you want to do it, this will allow you to see much wider instead of just being focused on this machinery installation. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, Roman, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today about the strategy behind machinery installation. I definitely learned some more information around this. Definitely have to go look at some additional resources that you mentioned, like API 686 and so on yes. and so forth and get familiar with that. So, Thank you so much. 
Thank you very much, James. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I would like to thank you for listening and remind you that you can always find out more on maintenance, reliability, and asset management at www.iridicio.com and by following our blog. The Rooted in Reliability podcast is a proud member of the Reliability.fm network. I'd like to ask you to please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. It ensures the podcast stays relevant and is easy to find by like-minded professionals. It is only with your ratings and reviews that the Rooted in Reliability podcast can continue to grow. I thank you for providing this small but critical support. We'll see you next week when we dive into another burning topic with Rooted in Reliability, your plant performance podcast.